Hey, what up? This is Lucy, your host for Beats Freaks Geeks. We're kicking off our first episode of the podcast, and I'm joined today by one of the greatest beat maker, producer, artists, Jaded Eye. How's it going? It's going well. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm excited to have you here on our first podcast episode. I'm excited too. Right? Yeah. This is cool. All right, let's let's talk about music. Um, I was listening to some of your stuff earlier. Cool. And um, how do you um, how do how would you describe your sound? Uh, I'd say right now, it's a fusion of boom bap with lo-fi, really heavy on the lo-fi lately, uh, kind of synth-based hip-hop, but everything definitely has been residing in the hip-hop realm lately. Some of the stuff I thought had like a kind of like a psychedelic, mm. sometimes kind of eerie. Are you thinking of like Pompeii? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right? a lot of like running through pedals and stuff like that. Is there also like a sample of... Uh, Mac DeMarco or no? That tape is no samples. I okay. do sample a lot, okay. uh, but that one's cool because it's absolutely no samples other than uh, me and uh, Jesus Kreitz, who's the guy I worked with, just resampling ourselves Got using it. cassette players. And yeah, stuff like there was that. a track that I think Ripple, it's called Ripple. Okay, Man, yeah, yeah. That I thought sounded like um, a Mac DeMarco track. Interesting. It just like reminded me of it right away. Do you away. remember the name of the track? I can't remember it. Okay. I have it on my phone, I just can't remember the name. Um, but immediately I was like, this reminds me of that. I cool. don't know if it's the something about it. I just, I mean, like, he's amazing. I don't listen to him a lot, so I wouldn't, I probably yeah, wouldn't know neither. about the I track. Know, like, the, like maybe the one song that I'm talking about. Cool. I'm like, oh wait, why does this remind me of that so much? Cool. I'll have to check it out. But yeah. Um, so tell me about Jesus Christ. Is this someone that you collaborate with often? Or? Yeah. So, uh, I, I think he's still going by the full name, but my friend Justin mm-hmm. produced name Jesus Kreitz. That's very uh, clever, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so his last name's Kreitz. That's where that's is it really? yeah, yeah. That's where that comes from. Is his first from. name Jesus or no? His first name's Justin. Oh, Justin. I, yeah, okay. I don't mean to expose him or anything, but uh, oh no, that's <laughs> I thought that was a really clever name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, he's really cool. We do uh, Sunday sessions pretty much every Sunday, uh-huh. and uh, so we have that project out. It came out really great. Uh, definitely, we had no intention when we first started hanging out, other than just make sounds. Mm-hmm. And so now, uh, so now we're working on a second project, which is going to feature a bunch of vocalists, like kind of a various artist tape, where uh, we make all the beats, invite different singers and rappers to do their thing on them, and release it as one project. Do you sing or rap? I do not. Uh, I may have <laughs> tried to rap in the past back in Maine, but that's not. Uh, I still try to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, a couple, couple, couple beers, and maybe I try. But yeah, same but here. no, definitely on the production side, beatmaker side. Um, are you more um, software based or hardware? So I was always software based, mm-hmm. uh, except for vinyl sampling. Okay. So I'd start off with the vinyl, and then I use Ableton as my software, and I definitely consider it one of my instruments i'm sure a lot of people would cringe at that but yeah. i definitely <laughs> use it fully as an instrument to create my sound um but then i like to use a lot of i definitely since being out here since i've become a huge part of my setup right uh which has changed my production a lot which is cool and then so keys synths, and then i play some flute how did you get started in production or making beats what was uh, the inspiration behind that so I just hung out. I had this friend of mine who, uh, my friend Travis, and we were in a group back in Maine. But mm-hmm. that started out with us just hanging out. He lived across from me in college, mm-hmm. and he could just freestyle forever. Like right. it was absolutely like amazing. Just off of the top of his head. Uh, off the top of his head, he could go for his until you cut him off. He would keep going. No way. And so I used to show up to his room, and I'd just be like, kind of drunk late at night or something on yeah. a weekend, and he was still is a real introvert and would always be in his room mm-hmm. and so i'd knock on the door i'd come in and i'd be like i got a bunch of instrumentals lined up on youtube like they wouldn't be mine and yeah. i'd just put them on and he'd just go and uh so we that was fun and i was like i want to start making some of these beats and like i thought i could rap a little bit i really couldn't <laughs> but uh <laughs> let's but, hear it <laughs> let's not, <That's> not <laughs> next time but uh but no, it was tight, and that's what it just led to us working together. And uh, I would kind of, I used to play like concert band and stuff, which I don't really. But that kind of laid a foundation for the music mm-hmm. theory, playing the flute, playing the keys. So. So then, how long have you been um, producing? I've been s- seriously producing for probably the last four years or so, okay. actually making music that. Uh, releasable yeah (laughs) who do you look up to now 
now is to, now I feel like it's gotten really local for me, mm -hmm. uh, which has been really cool. So I'll say like when I started out, it was like kind of the big names. Like I loved just, you know, Jay Dilla and then like Ninth Wonder was mm -hmm. my idol. I and still is. I absolutely love Ninth Wonder. And uh, so just listen to them and like, you know, Pete Rock and Mad Lib was huge for me. So a lot of uh, more like starting out in the 90s production, maybe a little more boom bap, more soul. And so that's why I love sampling vinyl. Right. Um, but now it's like, I feel like my influences are all the people that I work with around me, which is super cool. Uh, like even like Beats Freaks Geeks. Uh, is he, I don't know what type of, no, you tell me if you, what type of <laughs> member uh, Protist is. I mean, he's a piece of it. Abstract. Abstract. But like, I just feel like people, like he got me here. I was like, I have to get a synth when I started working with him in his studio and just seeing him design sounds and then just seeing like bad snacks with the synths, like in the layering and then bringing her own instrument and she brings a violin on. I was like, oh, I can like bring the flute on the tracks, yeah. which I'm still trying to adapt. And uh, like Jalesque with the way she flips these soul samples. And so just like, and then I've just been working with like my friend uh, Diego, who's a drummer and he also makes lo-fi beats and it's like just these different perspectives on music that I had get to be around firsthand. Yeah. Have really influenced. And then like Figgy is one of the main <laughs> vocalists I work with and we've started just pretty much starting things from scratch in the studio. And that's definitely changed the way I produce versus producing alone. So that's a long answer, but basically now it's, I'm looking more around me instead of out into yeah. bigger people I haven't met. Um, when you're gonna start making a beat, what do you? What is it that you hear? Is it some a sound that you hear like just from nature? A sound that you hear in a car from somebody playing a random song, or is it something that you just hear? Maybe even in your sleep, something that you just hear and you wake up and like, oh, I have the sound stuck in my head. I have to, so I have I to don't, make something out of it. I don't usually start with. I'll usually start with like a feeling. My okay. best tracks definitely come from just like I'm feeling melancholy. Or I'm feeling like that's interesting in some sort of groove, or I'm really feeling myself, or something <laughs> like that. But uh, and then usually I'm sitting down in front of the piano, and just playing around with some chords, and kind of seeing what starts to resonate with how I'm feeling in that moment. Um, the flip side of that is I also love sampling vinyl, um, and so I'll just start putting records on mm -hmm. from either a new box I got or some old records I have. And just letting them play until I kind of hear a sound that catches my ear or uh, yeah or something like that that I can kind of flip into something new that's amazing it's fun yeah um, and now you mentioned that you came from Maine um, yeah. tell me a little bit about because uh, you're based out of LA now right yeah, so tell me about how that was to leave home to come here and pursue your dream so I don't even know if it was fully a it wasn't really a formed dream yet when I left. Wasn't? So I got out. I've only been out here. I've been out here for just over a year. Oh, okay. I showed up last October. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but yeah, I decided I was just bored with Maine. I never planned on going to school in Maine. And, and I did for six years. Mm -hmm. uh, got a degree in mechanical engineering. So not even audio related. Yeah. And then when I graduated, I got offered a good job in Maine and I was living in a cool house. And I was like, okay, I've reached a point where either like I'm now staying in Maine for a while or and being like an engineer or am I just going to go? And so I just kind of chose LA as a destination. Why LA? Well, I, so I've always, I've loved working on music. Mm -hmm. uh, it was more of a hobby back in Maine that okay. in the last year before I moved started to transition into just kind of like selling beats to a couple people uh, I'd release some stuff and get a little more feedback other than just like people ignoring a SoundCloud link. I started to get a couple people that were like, this is pretty cool. And I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to pick up and get a new job somewhere, even if it's not in music, why not just like move somewhere super dope where there's a lot of creativity and yeah. culture and uh, just be that transplant kid who just shows up. But I didn't really show up here to with any real intention. And that's kind of over the last year that intention has started to form how do you feel so far a year later la feels way more like home do you to me. feel you feel like you made the, I love the right LA. choice <laughs> I, I love being here which i'm i think there's a lot of factors to that the fact that i get to work from home and not deal with traffic and stuff like that yeah. but also it's just maine never really felt like home to me 
I love Maine. I have a lot of great friends in my family, like some of my family in Maine. But uh, yeah, LA feels like home. It's cool. It's yeah, really cool it is. Um, where do you see yourself or where do you see your production career or whatever you may want to call it? Mm. Where do you see that going? Or you, the ultimate goal? Ultimate goal. Ultimate goal is to be able to keep creating and have all my needs met. I don't know if I have a more specific goal than that. Because like my favorite thing to do is be in the studio making a beat or working with a vocalist. So like I don't feel like the working on the music is like a means to an end. Right. Other than to continue to create and make better music and work with bigger artists. And of course I want more people to hear it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like I hate the thought of being more like financially successful. But uh yeah, I didn't I don't really have an end goal. It's really just getting to work with more people and the people I'm working with now who are growing yeah. and becoming bigger artists it's like cool we're going somewhere we're making something what would be the dream collaboration for you jaded i and mick jenkins mick jenkins is i'd say my favorite rapper that was pretty fast yeah yeah <laughs> i i feel like i always You're like I'm, i'm ready for this question well i love yeah i yeah. love i mean it's like essence of hip-hop it's got this lo-fi vibe this kind of mellow a lot of mellow keys a lot of like and he's just like Ah, he's just like the essence of hip-hop. I love listening to Mick Jenkins. And then uh, Isaiah Rashad is another person I really want to work with. Okay. Yeah. What about uh, any ladies? I'm trying to think of <sighs> what singers I want to work with. Uh, well, so Tierra Whack is uh-huh. super dope. Uh, and I love that it's like her concept of these short trap songs. Because uh-huh. she's re- been releasing the one-minute trap songs. Mm-hmm. Even if like the track isn't over, it just cuts at a minute. And I'm like that's dope like she's just like she knows she's dope and just the yeah the style is super sick and i'd love to work with her okay that's cool i definitely could have used some solid advice when i showed up here i felt like i was just like i don't know what i'm gonna do but that's when i just started going out i mean that's i just started go i made i was like my first two months here i'm gonna go to everything so every night i'm just gonna go to something i don't care if it looks like it's not gonna benefit me i don't care and so like One of those happened to be the demo blank uh, Beats Freaks Geeks. Uh, it was like the final demo blank show at their old spot. And I'd, so I'd already been to a couple beat sets, but like I'd never been to anything like this. That was my, that was my first like real, I was like, this is culture. Like this is like, there's amazing art, like absolutely amazing art just painted and plastered up everywhere. And that was when they'd spray painted the whole inside of the house. And then uh, first time I'd heard like Bad Snacks and Temple was there uh sp the soul prophet so it's just all these people that are making like dope hip-hop and it's just playing out of this little wooden shed and this guy's walking around because <laughs> noah you can't not see noah like you just freaking beaming everywhere he walks how did you find the showcases oh, i don't even know how i found it. i think i had one friend because i followed a lot of people i was trying to follow people in the area on instagram and someone posted something mm-hmm. and it was like the last event and it's like five bucks to come through and i was like i'm just gonna go i can't i don't think i knew i think i'd met bad. you know i think i'd met bad snacks one night but i hadn't um and so I, she had posted something about it so bad snacks is another yeah so she's actually another jesse from new england okay which is very so yeah jesse is my given name and so uh <laughs> yeah yeah don't i wasn't born jaded Well, I was born jaded, but not the name. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So I just started going to things and I was like, no excuses. Like, I'm here. I don't know anyone. So I don't have anything else to take up my time out. So you just got to be able to put yourself out there, not be. Because um, I know some people have this weird thing where like, I don't like to go out by myself. I, yeah. I wouldn't know what to do. Who do I talk to? Especially when you're trying to get yourself out yeah. there. But even for me, like I go out all the time by mm-hmm. myself just because like I don't have friends that sometimes like the same things that i do right so i'm like i'm just gonna go hang out by myself cool i love i I, I love being by myself too because i I live in a studio i've i'm all that's pretty normal yeah (laughs) so like and i had plenty of shows that i went to that didn't that were like okay i didn't get anything from that right i didn't meet anyone that it's part of the process but then i had some shows where i'd show up and be like oh i don't even want to be here i'm just gonna show up so i can say i didn't go home and then i'd meet 
the coolest people and be like, yeah. these are people and I still work with, like this guy. Yeah, and, so. and that's part of the whole <laughs> process is networking. Yeah. You have to do it. Even like you said, if you don't get anything out of it, show face. Go yeah. hang out. See, maybe you might pick up something that, I don't know, anything. Well, I've also done beat sets where it's it's all about yeah, show face. It's mm-hmm. like, I'll do a set. There's not many people there. Some people, people won't even say anything to me there. I'll get a couple like nice jobs. But then down the road, I'll have someone hit me up to do another set. They'll be like, hey, I saw you at this spot. I didn't come say, hey, I left early, but uh, we'd love to have you come do a set. And so it all just leads to stuff. It might not be immediate return. So that's been cool. How uh, do you prep for a show, for a showcase? Um, so a lot of what I'm doing, it depends what type of set I'm doing. A lot of times I'll do like just kind of an exhibition of beats mm-hmm. where I'm just kind of DJing my own stuff. Okay. Uh, but then I've also done like my first showcase I did with them. I get a whole performance set up where I'm basically bringing, I'm basically freestyling with a ton of different loops and okay. then bringing, I, I use a push like Ableton push 64 pads. So you can play it. You can play keys on it. You can mm-hmm. play drum pads on it. Um, so it kind of depends how I'm feeling, what type of show I'm doing. Um, how much time I want to put into it. But, uh, but yeah, it's cool. It can be a bunch of different things. I've done a couple shows with other people, brought a drummer on. Really? Uh, Protus, who I was talking about before, came on stage. I would and like did. to see that. Yeah, it was cool. It's cool. Yeah. We're definitely trying to adapt it more into running all instruments through my computer and through Ableton, and being able to just kind of adapt the sound on the go. That sounds really awesome. So, I'd want to check that out. If cool. Yeah, a lot of next things Next time you do it, let me know. <laughs> I will, for sure. Or post it on your Instagram. I will, no doubt. So let us know, um, do you have any upcoming projects? Do you um, want to promote anything? Yeah, so that project that I'm working on with Jesus Christ is definitely early. Pompeii. Well, so Pompeii is the last release. The last one. The next one, uh, I think we got a working title of Bops Only. Uh, but huh. definitely trying to figure that out. But that will be with a bunch of vocalists. Uh, and... When he and I get in the studio, we end up leaving with like four beats every day, like ready to go. So that's exciting. Uh, Figgy Baby is an artist I work with all the time. Absolutely love them. And uh, we're, he, he has an album coming out in February. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch of beats on that. We release singles all the time. Um, who else? Karina Sees. We're doing a little EP with her. Uh, Zen Stokely uh, doing an EP with him. I got another various artist projects com- coming out with just my just my work. Uh, I got two instrumental tapes in the works. So you have a lot of stuff coming up. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of locked down. Well, I'm trying to have <laughs> the beginning of the year be a bunch of releases. How do you have time to socialize or to... You're like, what? <laughs> I don't need to do that. <laughs> Socializing, I do in the studio. You're like, <laughs> Which I know some of my friends are like, chill. Like, we don't need to do music every time. But I'm So like, what about like Love Life? Does that get in the way or no? Uh, it hasn't been lately. Uh, it's been a pretty good balance. That's I mean, good. there's definitely time gets redistributed in different ways. Yeah. But, uh, as long as it feels light, that's the way I go. So everything's just kind of been fitting together really nicely. What's the most exciting um, part for you of the production process? The most exciting part is when, when you have someone in the studio and you're working on something from scratch and you both just like something just hits just right like either you hear a new sample uh-huh. or like you lay the progression down or the pocket of the drums is perfect and you both just like s- like look at each other real you're quick like, and you're uh, like oh okay okay because <laughs> especially like a lot of times the first three things i'll work on if we're doing a creative session you're just kind of like okay this is cool like yeah. but it's usually like working through those and you don't you scrap them you don't save them it's all about what it's opening up to next right and so then you know you've locked down the studio you've been in there a couple hours and then you just hear it and you're both like or however many people you got are all like that's how you know you it. made a dope beat yeah when everyone you look around snaps, everyone's like yeah, okay everyone's, everyone's feeling it, it. Yeah, <laughs> so dope i mean you get that in the live sets too like yeah i'll be playing some stuff and people will be vibing with it and then one drops and you feel the whole room be like, oh, this matches the room right now. This matches yeah. the energy perfectly. Do you ever feel like something that you really thought was like super dope? You play it at a showcase and people are like, mm. <laughs> but then there's something yeah. that you thought no, was like, just sure. okay. For and sure. people are like, oh man, yeah. this guy's so dope. The funny thing is when I'm doing it live, I've noticed that like, I tend, what I, what most of the time, what I think is going to really hit does. 
But uh-huh. a lot of times when it's a recording, like I've done recorded live sets or uh-huh. stuff like that, okay. and I'm like, this is going to hit. And then people just don't really care. But yeah. that's also like trying to get people to click on links and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've definitely had things flat live, too, where you're just like, oh, I thought people would be way more into that. And a lot of times it's right. when, like, if I'm doing, like, an opening set, it's, like, just trying to get people's attention. Right. And trying to draw them in. But, uh, but yeah, that's all about, I mean, part of doing the beat sets and being a performer is being a DJ and reading the room and Do understanding you... what they're going to vibe with. Yeah. Do you get nervous when you're going to perform? Or no? Yeah, sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. It depends. I mean, I'm pretty comfortable with the sets I do. Um, depends how much new stuff I'm doing. I DJ for some vocalists where we'll do bigger stages that can feel a little intimidating. I work with this one artist, Cordelia, amazing vocalist, mm-hmm. does like a lot of like Latin trap music. Yeah. And uh, so I, de- I don't, I haven't been producing for her, but I DJ for her, and we've done some pretty big stages. And uh, definitely, you know, when you're working with a big stage crew and i'm supposed to know exactly what's going on yeah, it's, it's more this it's more the build-up once you're okay. on stage and going yeah it's fun. i was gonna say I, I would think that like a smaller crowd would make me more nervous like a more intimate crowd than a big crowd see i love but, so i feel like as a vocalist if i right. was a vocalist i would probably feel that way but when i'm yeah. like curating a beat set i love just like having yeah. a microphone that makes having sense, a crowd yeah. that i can really be like and then i can really feel out what track i should put on next what kind of vibe i should be versus like a bigger crowd sometimes like i don't really know who's feeling what yeah but like when you got those few people that are really (laughs) vibing with you it's like okay cool like we're all in the same energy right now yeah well everybody's on drugs so they don't care exactly exactly well that's why i hand out so many drugs before my (laughs) like here it's free free. don't worry about it just clarify i do not do that no 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 yeah we no we do not condone that stuff either we're just making jokes we just like we just like clarity yeah clarity we're just making jokes guys um let's see what else um i was listening to some of your older projects and motion yeah that's a a very long oh so what 39 tracks on the so uh, Mo- an artist, Motion, who's uh, from Chicago. I got okay. that right, right? She's from- okay, good. No, for some reason, I was. Uh, Motion is super dope. Uh, she came out here for about a month. Uh-huh. Uh, did some production, did some sets, and uh, so luckily I got the chance to work with her. She came through my spot, and we just made something from scratch. A track called Subway Surf. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the song. We didn't really know what we were gonna do with it, and we ended up getting placed on a compilation tape. Uh, with Playboy Vista, and uh, yeah, that's track has definitely gotten a ton of. It's gotten put on a bunch of playlists. Started to build up a little bit, and so it's just cool that we had no expectation from the day. Didn't know what we were gonna do with the track after it's done, and it's been like definitely my biggest release with number of listeners. Yeah, and that's cool. Do you sell all your beats, or how does that work? Uh, so I've started moving away. I used to just sell beats uh-huh. online and that was more of what I was saying before about kind of isolating myself a bit, yeah. trying to just like work alone, yeah. finish something out, be a beat maker mm-hmm. and I'm done. Uh, and I've kind of, the cool part about being in LA is there's all the talent and creativity yeah. right next door. Like there's people everywhere. And so, um, so I've been more collaborating with people where we're, I'm not selling to anyone. Mm-hmm. We're releasing together. We're building together. And, uh, trying to establish more of a fan base and build that as a unit so then if i wanted to use your beats for my youtube videos do i have to like just download buy or is it like a i know it's on soundcloud they do this thing where you have to um like follow the artist and then you download the beat for free you know people do different things so it depends so some of it is like so i've definitely i've sold some stuff for production which tends to be like doing a, a lease of um, mm-hmm. a beat for something like YouTube mm-hmm. or if it's a placement I haven't gotten a TV placement but if it's like a TV placement right. something like that I'd more I'd sell like a lease which is just giving uh, permissions to use that as a backing track okay. um, but I haven't done as much of that I've done mostly I'm doing lately has been working with vocalists and like they're handling more of the marketing and the release uh, but yeah definitely building up the production side a little bit uh, need to have the production library a little bigger so under construction okay at the moment have you shot any videos for for the beats or no are you uh, or so you- i do like instagram videos mostly yeah i shoot like one minute edits uh, i go mm-hmm. down by the pool sometimes and like make these little edits and then i 
have a weird technique of using uh, Adobe Illustrator and iMovie to uh-huh. make these kind of lo-fi glitch edits, which is a lot of fun, but also super time consuming. And oh, yeah. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. so, wait, you know, I'll be like, I'll spend, I, I want to spend two hours a day and make an edit. And then like, I don't do anything else. That's the whole what I was day. just saying the uh, other day. I was editing <laughs> and I was like, it should take me about an hour because I'm getting like quicker four hours later yeah. i'm like oh my yeah. god i can't believe i just finished well, also the create you see like new ideas yeah. and you're like i want to try it out and you're like i'm not gonna not do it because i know it'll look cool and so yeah. it's, it's worth it but also trying to balance like what's really worth it am i just doing this for me or am i is it actually bettering yeah. the release but um so those are the little videos i do for the instrumentals mm-hmm. um Figgy, the artist i work with we have a couple projects coming up that will have videos to go with them um we have one track that he just shot the video for in Berlin. Super tight. Um, can't wait for that. That's going to be it. He's perf- we perform the track all the time, but still unreleased. So drop that shit, Figgy. Hey, <laughs> so what would you want to perform? Like the... Where's the spot? The spot that you would say, like, this is this is what I dreamed of. I've always wanted to do this. Where is the spot? I've always wanted spot? to go there. I'm, I'm doing a showcase. You know, the stars are aligning. <laughs> well, I'd say a big thing for me is I want to do a fairly big show on in in New England. Okay. Because I just don't associate my main life, like, and my music life, they feel so separate. Right. Because I was more of a mechanical engineer mm-hmm. in Maine. Like, I, that was just who I was in Maine. And I felt like I couldn't really, I mean, I could have, but I just felt like I couldn't be creative and really flourish creatively felt very tied down and being yeah. very limited and so uh so and i don't feel that way at all here i okay. feel like i have unlimited creativity unlimited people to connect with that and makes so feel good about living here <laughs> yeah no i and i love la it's just i think it's the coolest place and so um but i think it would be great to go you know, maybe to Maine or even just to like Boston yeah. and to like do a decent sized show or even, you know, even do like in a small beat set. So yeah. that wouldn't, maybe that wouldn't signify that I've made it, but I think that that is a goal of mine to just kind of incorporate more of that part of my life, like kind of fuse the two together right. instead of having them be these two completely separate, yeah, separate lives. Okay. Is there anything else you would like to add or would you like to, any crazy uh, backstory in your production? <laughs> crazy backstory Um, (laughs) i mean i'd say i just think la is cool because i came out here as like kind of a low-key beat maker and i'm just getting all these opportunities in audio i'll do i've done some boom work for comedy sketches with some friends um i've worked on uh, my next door neighbor does a lot of sketch comedy Mm -hmm. and so we'll make anything from like a tron remake to uh, him according acoustic guitar. Uh, we did this, uh, this woman who was playing this like Norwegian workout instructor. We made like backing music for her and it's just like stuff that I would just never think of doing these little opportunities pop up and I'm just excited for more of them to keep popping up. That's what's really cool about LA. And I think especially like Hollywood Mm. is just next door. You got a songwriter yeah the other side you got a comedian and across the, the hall you have an everyone's actress, there you know? yeah, yeah and i lucked out so much with the apartment complex i moved into because it's the kindest people and i just moved mm-hmm. in myself didn't know anyone and i'm just surrounded by people that are doing their thing fairly successful and most of them are a bit older than me and so i do have some level of not not really mentorship but there is some guidance there of just right. like how to go about the industry whatever that may mean day to day yeah i mean well it can be different for everyone but in in a sense it's the same like you all yeah. have to go through the networking and the failures and yeah just getting back up and trying again just willing to be vulnerable and yeah. willing and just really connecting with your art so that when something doesn't hit right with a with a group or an audience you're still it feels like less of a hit when you're really like when I just feel really connected to my music, it's like, okay, maybe the set didn't go great, but I still know that this is me and this is what I want to be making. And I know it's good. Yeah. So, um, do you come from a musical family? I do not. You don't, but I come from a family with stacks of records. And so that's where my love of 
vinyl and sampling comes from is just my dad gave me a ton of like Woodstock era records Mm -hmm. that uh, I just love and brought out with me. It was very inconvenient to drive out with all of them in my car. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, So that's more my background. Um, My mom played flute. So that's why I picked up the flute. So you have Um, a little bit of a little bit, a little bit, but definitely wasn't uh, wasn't big. I was big on sports when I was a kid. And uh, so, yeah. So I feel like now I'm kind of trying to make up for some of that lost time and dive into it headfirst. All right. Anything else that you want to add? I think that's all I got. Don't you guys think he looks like a Robin Thicke? <laughs> Sing for us! <laughs> well, Jaded Eye is going to do a little mini showcase for us here at Beats Freaks Geek. So um, stick around and give us your Instagram. Jaded Eye Beats, J-A-D-E-D-E-Y-E. Beats with an S because I make more than one. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you on the next episode. And thank you so much for watching. Appreciate you. So check this here. I see the neck breaking, but shaking freaks of this year. Yeah, so peep the steel of how it go. Yeah, so peep the steel of how it go. Yeah, so peep the steel of how it go. Yeah, so peep the steel of how it go. Yeah, so peep the steel of how it go. Yeah, so peep the steel of how it go. I know you're tired of dumb shit, so check this here. I see the neck breaking, but shaking freaks of this year. Yeah, so peep the steel of how it go.